Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another mini-sode of Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. I'm Katie. Thanks for joining me. Today, I'm going to read some emails that, they're actually two different emails, but they had a similar vibe, and I think that they both showcase a problem in the Mormon church very well. I'm going to start out with a email from Bridget. Hey, Bridget. She says, Hi guys, I want to take a moment to say thank you for all of your insight on Mormonism. I learn something every day from you guys. Aw, thank you. (laughs) I had an EFY counselor when I was 14 who was amazing. Our whole group was amazing. I loved going to EFY and I especially loved my counselor. She told us a story on the last day during a not-so-silent scripture reading. We were all in a circle laying in the grass as she told this story. She once had a boyfriend who she planned on marrying. He was great and she felt marrying him was the right thing to do. About a day or so after he proposed, he handed her a binder full of papers. She asked what it was and he told her that she needed to lose 10 pounds by the wedding and that was how she would do it. She was stunned. She asked him if he was serious and he said yes. Mind you, she is about 5'6 and 110 pounds. She told his mother about the binder, and his mom shrugged and said, He can do that. He has the priesthood. She was so shocked that her then-future mother-in-law would say that. She thought it was so sad that his mom succumbed to that perspective and didn't even want to know what her husband made her do because of the priesthood. My former EFY counselor is now happily married with four kids, twins were adopted, I believe, with a man who treats her right. I even got an invitation to her wedding, but sadly I didn't have the resources to travel to it. Thank you for all you do. Oh, isn't that crazy, you guys? Like, and sadly, it's not that surprising. I hear a lot of stories about very, very controlling Uh, fiancés and husbands especially and you know they're told that this priesthood power they have where we were all told when we were Mormons that the priesthood power is the power of God on earth you know so what could be more powerful Uh, and you get some egomaniacs and some narcissists who really take that to heart and abuse that power and you see it I think in very small ways too, but you also see it in big ways like this. And like Sarah and I have said on the podcast, like we've just seen so many guys, especially Mormon guys, just treat women terribly and tell them how they're supposed to look and how they're supposed to act. And I know that this happens in all kinds of relationships, no matter what religion you are, and it can happen no matter what your gender is. But um, this is all too sad, and um, I, th- I do think that the priesthood power, I'm doing air quotes, the priesthood quote-unquote power, it really can get to guys' heads if, you know, they're not a good guy. So, ugh, but thank you for sharing that story, Bridget. Um, the next one comes from, let me find it, from Sarah. Um, I'll just say her first name, but it's another Sarah, not our Sarah, not not Sarah from the podcast. It's a different Sarah, but um, this kind of ties into the whole priesthood 
power overbearing thing. So I'll get into it. Hi, I just listened to your podcast, Bishop Should Stop Asking Children Sexually Explicit Questions. I was thinking about it, and I didn't think I had an uncomfortable story with my bishop, but more so with just a random member of the church in Young Single Adult Ward. I can't remember what standing he had in the church, but it wasn't anything special, and he had no reason to question me. I have an early birthday, so when I turned 18, I wasn't allowed to stop going to church, so I had to go to Young Single Adults Ward with my Molly Mormon sister. My first meeting My first time ever meeting this man, he pulled me out after sacrament into a room with just the two of us. He started by saying he felt very drawn to me, not sure what that meant, but then he started asking me questions about what classes I wanted to take in college and if I had a part-time job. I thought maybe he was just trying to get to know me because I was new. He then started to ask me if I had completed the young women's program. I had no idea what that meant. I went every week that I went to church, so I said yes, but I guess he was meaning, did I do the service projects and such, which I didn't. He then asked if there was anything I was feeling guilty for, or if there was anything I needed to repent of. By this point, I had already broken pretty much every rule you could break in the church, but never felt guilty for it, so I said no. He said, well, you just seem withdrawn, unlike our other young single adult members. I just really hated church, sorry. (laughs) But then he said that he'd liked to keep up these quote-unquote meetings, and then he asked where I worked. I just told him that I coached gymnastics. He asked what gym, so I felt pressured to tell him, and so I did. He said, maybe I'll come by and watch you at work sometime. Would you like that? Um, no, I would not. Thanks, though. Yeah, super creepy. Worst part of all was my sister disregarded it. She said that I always look uninterested, and it's my fault that he felt drawn to me, and the reason he would like to come watch me at work was so he could see if his grandchildren would like it. Yeah, sure. My dad and stepmom totally disregarded it too, even though my dad is in the elders quorum and knew what he did was wrong. I also told some of my church friends, and they said, Oh, he has some brain damage. Just give him a break. No, thanks. I will not let this old man ask me uncomfortable questions and come watch me at work just because he has brain damage. Basically, I refused to never go back to young single adults ward, and he never showed up to my work. Maybe because of his brain damage? (laughs) Thought this might be a funny story to share on your podcast. Oh, thanks, Sarah, but oh my god. Like, see you guys, that's just another example of men in the church having this priesthood power and they think that they can do whatever they want because that is so inappropriate to take you aside in a room alone, ask you where you work, ask you if you have something you need to repent of, and this is a person you've never even met before, um, yikes. And then, yeah, how everyone just stands up for the guy, doesn't listen to the woman when she says that this happened. They just disregard her concerns and say, you know, well, he's a priesthood holder, so just 
you know, deal with it. And ugh, that's crap. That's crap. I'm sorry. But thank you for writing in. Um, keep them coming, you guys. Not so Molly Mormon podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.